Massachusetts greeted me with a riot of autumn color. Gold, ochre, and russet were my welcoming committee as I stepped off the plane and loaded my two suitcases into the car that would take me deeper into the state and on to the next four years of my life. Mississippi was a study in green, crawling with Spanish moss and bedecked with heavy-laden magnolia trees. But I never realized how many colors there were to be found in nature until that first fall in New England. As beautiful as Massachusetts was, the memory of Mississippi sat inside me like a stone. I missed the electrical buzz of cicadas, the muggy twilight, the slow, easy greetings between strangers on the street. I miss sitting in the creaking rocking chair on the porch each morning, reading selections from the newspaper and sipping coffee. I miss the solitude of my attic room in our farmhouse, the way thunderstorms lashed against my windowpane in summer. I even miss my dull old teacher and her French and Latin drills, the silent camaraderie of the other girls grinding away at their translations in the schoolhouse. Most of all, I miss my father, his booming laugh, his quick wit, the hugs he gave that nearly squeezed the breath from my lungs. My father had always nurtured my interest in writing, which burned brightly from a young age and sometimes bordered on the obsessive. I was perfectly happy to shut myself away in my room for hours at a time, reading W.H. Auden and Gertrude Stein and scribbling nonsense in my notebooks. I never thought my work was strong enough to share with anyone, but at my father's insistence, I sometimes let him read little snippets. I had a great talent, he said, and that talent should be nurtured somewhere capable professors could coax it out of me. Somewhere, my father had decided, like St. Perpetua's. St. Perpetua was affectionately referred to as the forgotten youngest sibling of the seven sisters, and the school that bore her name, St. Perpetua's Women's College, was tucked away in a remote corner of the state, just far enough from Boston that weekend trips were impractical. The school was Episcopal in charter, which suited me just fine. My nervous temperament was soothed by the rote prayers of organized religion, even if I'd developed a reputation back home for questioning the priest at every turn. I had spent much of the year after graduating high school reading, writing, going to church, and taking long walks through the woods behind our house. But as my father gently reminded me, my intellectual meandering couldn't last forever. Even if I followed my well-laid plans to become a small-town parish priest, I would need a degree. Moreover, I needed the structure of higher education to sharpen my mind, and I needed the companionship of other girls to prevent me from growing into eccentricity. I had walked over every contingency, good and bad, in my head a thousand times before arriving at St. Perpetua's. I imagined crushing failure and soaring success and everything in between, but nothing could have prepared me for turning the tree-lined corner and entering the campus. I saw the chapel first, rising proudly from the tallest hill to pierce the cloudy sky with its steeple. Then the academic buildings, all gray Gothic stone in the Princeton style, with their carved wooden doors open to the grassy quadrangle. The green was littered with girls, many dressed in Mary Janes and practical calf-skimming tweed skirts, 
but others sporting skinny ankle pants and berets, or tiny mini dresses worn over jewel-toned tights. They were walking in tight formations of three or four, or laying on their stomachs eating brown bag lunches while reading from textbooks, or giggling while spinning hula hoops around their waists. I had been educated at a tiny school and had never seen so many young people in one place, much less so many girls of my same age. The car that picked me up from the airport circled the quad, then stopped in front of a stately four-story building with gargoyles leering from the parapets. Upon thanking and paying the driver, I found myself standing on the stoop of the dormitory with a suitcase in each hand, the cool September breeze rippling the tartan of my skirt. It was one of my favorite pieces of clothing, as it cinched at the waist and flattered my ample hips.